0: That's the Holy Rosary. That's the Catholic faith. The whole Catholic faith is in it. Well, I want to welcome you' all to another daily decade, your Rosary on the Road. I've got a double intention today. We have uh, two people that are looking for work. Uh, one of which was recommended uh, by a listener um, that's Irene she's looking for a job and uh, it was uh, CB that wrote uh, that in and uh, a another listener mr who runs the uh, Morales uh, Retrogradus, uh channel on telegram also wrote in and he's looking for work so um, and since job hunts are of a pressing nature I wanted to give these a bit of a a boost I wanted to make them they're they're urgent so I wanted to push them forward um, right up to the front of the queue uh, which is what I'm doing really with anything that seems like it's an urgent situation anything that is time uh, has a time constraint on it uh, anything that's uh, that needs an immediate prayer a sickness uh, a uh, someone who's who's in the midst of dying Someone who's in the middle of a job hunt. Someone who is going to the doctor. So the things of these nature, of, of this nature, uh, we—I want to bump those forward to make sure that we give them attention immediately, so that our prayers have immediate effect. And so, uh, anyone who has been uh, paying attention to the. Uh, to the channel uh, the comment section where I've been I try to respond and let everybody know when things are going to be we do have uh, prayer requests that were going to be scheduled for today they've been moved uh, because they're I hate to call them evergreen it's not that they're evergreen it's just that there's not necessarily a time constraint placed on them you know a, a pregnancy for instance has a nine month timer on it it's Pray. If you're going to pray for a successful pregnancy, you pray within those nine months. If you pray for a successful pregnancy after the baby is born, well, hey, it's uh, you've you've prayed uh, you've prayed for a prayer that's already answered. Uh, but uh, now that having been said, offering the prayer to God, if you don't know that the pregnancy has already been successful and the baby's been born, if you offer that prayer to God, it's still accepted, and still meritorious, of course, uh, but. Uh, the idea of it having a sort of real efficacy is questionable, obviously. So, anyone who has been on the list, originally I think I had a, um, yeah, I did, I had a prayer uh, schedule today um, for our regular listener and, and really regular prayer requester, uh, Brad. I I have one of your prayers originally today. Uh, She is still going to... We're still going to have that prayer. Um, It's just been moved uh, to a time that's a little bit um, down the road. Uh, So we've got... And we've got a prayer for Friday as well. That's not going to be a requiem. So uh, the requiem for... uh, That was scheduled for this Friday has been moved to uh, next Friday. I think, yes, we've got... um, And we have another death that's um that's all on the list there so uh, everyone who's ri- who's written in i have a little booklet of sticky notes that i've got in front of me here and in them i've written down the dates and who we're praying for so i've got a schedule and i'm going to guarantee that everybody ha- gets prayed for one way or the other and if you have anybody who's who needs prayers anyone who's uh, in trouble. Uh, anyone who just could benefit from having someone stand before the throne and beg on their behalf or appeal to the saints on their behalf, feel free to write that in. Uh, Daily Decade Requests at Proton.me or ProtonMail.com. That's Decade, D-E-C-A-D-E, Requests in the Plural. At Proton.me is the email address. Or, as we've been finding, you can also drop a line on Telegram now that we've added that uh, chat feature to the uh, Telegram channel. Uh, if you're a member of the Telegram channel, then go ahead and write in on the comments. On Sunday, I send out a, a post that calls for prayers. Go ahead and respond to that. You can also find me on Host uh, we're p o a dot s t slash at the daily decad uh, telegram at the daily decad gab the daily decad it's all at the daily decad across the board the only thing that's different is the website which is pray the rosary every day dot and the email address which is daily requests at protonmail dot com or Proton.me. so go ahead and send in those prayer request and we'll keep praying for you uh, for now i'd like to go ahead and turn our uh, hearts and minds to god and uh, get our rosaries out and pray for mr and for irene for a successful conclusion to their job hunts Um, particularly for Mr. and his ability to provide for himself and for Irene for this job to serve, what purpose it needs to serve for her until she finds herself in an ideal situation. Today is a Wednesday, so we're going to pray in English, and of course on Friday we'll be praying in Latin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, the maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who by the Holy Ghost was conceived, was born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The fifth glorious mystery is the coronation of of the Blessed Virgin Mary in heaven. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven our life, our sweetness, and our hope. To thee do we cry, poor banished children of Eve. To thee do we send up our sighs, mourning and weeping from this veil of tears. Turn then, O gracious Advocate, thine eyes of mercy unto us. And after this, our exile, shew unto us the blessed fruit of thy womb, Jesus. O clement, O loving, O sweet Virgin Mary. Pray for us, most Holy Mother of God that we may be made worthy of the promises of Christ. Let us pray. O God, who didst deign to send thine only begotten Son, who by his life, death, and resurrection did purchase for us the rewards of eternal life, look with favor on us, that meditating on the sacred mysteries of the Most Holy Rosary of the Blessed Virgin Mary, we may imitate what they contain and obtain what they promise. Through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. O blessed St. Joseph, most chaste spouse of the Blessed Virgin Mary, guardian of the child Jesus, and patron of all working men and fathers, we humbly beseech thee on behalf of these two servants of God seeking employment, that thou wouldst intercede on their behalf. And joining thy prayers, St. Anthony of Padua one who finds those things which we need most and who whose prayers may lead us all to him who we need most we ask thy intercession joining with the powerful prayers of Saint Joseph to lead these two this handmaiden of God and this servant of God and father to what they need most in their employment, and ultimately to the presence of God in their work and in their lives. And we ask this in the name of Jesus Christ, who livest and reignest with God the Father Almighty and the Holy Ghost, one God, world without end, Amen. For all of us in our seeking and our searching, St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle, be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the heavenly host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Most Sacred Heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. Most Sacred Heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. Most Sacred Heart of Jesus, thy kingdom come. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Well, here we are. We're just about at the end of our first rosary together. We've only got this mystery and one more, the Sorrowful Mystery, the fifth Sorrowful Mystery. And then we will have said a complete rosary together. Normally, this would be the last of the mysteries. The fifth glorious mystery is the coronation of the Blessed Virgin Mary. In a way, though, I'm glad that it's not. I'm glad that we're actually wrapping up the way that it's been structured, the way that I've set this thing up because we do Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Inevitably, the Sorrowful Mysteries come last. And in a way, I'm glad that they do because it will give us an opportunity to reflect on the crucifixion, which is the central event of our faith, uh, and the, the cornerstone of everything that we believe about who Jesus was, about why he came, and about what he accomplished. And so in a way, it's good that we wrap up on that point rather than ending here on the coronation of the Blessed Virgin Mary, even though this is strictly speaking, the end of the narrative, it begins with the the rosary is, you know, Father Hugh Thwaites, when he talks about reflecting on the rosary, you can imagine yourself with the Blessed Mother with a sort of photo album sitting by her and her going through the photo album. Uh, You know, this is where, this is Cousin Elizabeth, this is where the angel told me that I was going to have the baby Jesus, things like that. And because it is very much a, a biography of the Blessed Mother as you go through the mysteries of the Rosary, and it's helpful to reflect as you go through the mysteries on what her, I suppose, perspective, what her experience of them was, what her reactions were, how each individually affected her. And she is the central figure, her and, and, and Christ, obviously, she wouldn't be a central figure but for him, of the whole process, and placing yourself in her shoes, or placing yourself in her place or by her side as you go through the rosary will give you, I think, a good sense of exactly why it is that we say the rosary, and why, and you hear it in the introduction to the, to the prayer cast every day, that's, that's, the Holy Rosary the whole Catholic faith is in it Christianity as in terms of the core beliefs the core tenets of the faith even the tenets that that all of us agree on are all contained in the Holy Rosary every truth is conveyed therein even if you're a Sola Scriptura Protestant I might add the Holy Rosary is scriptural in its nature It draws from Scripture. Now, of course, there's certain devotions added. For example, I do the Stations of the Cross. Not every station is found with an exact corollary in Scripture. The seven last words of Christ are sort of spread throughout the various Gospels, Uh, other devotions here and there. But every episode, and even the coronation, by the way, of the Blessed Virgin Mary, which is spoken of in the Book of Revelation, The Woman Clothed in the Sun. Every episode is found as a scriptural expression of this great narrative, this great drama that unfolds before us, and the means whereby we get to heaven. And that's really what the coronation of the Blessed Virgin Mary is about. Because unlike, and this is not to be necessarily an attack on this approach it's a very simple approach it seems to get people in the door and that's good but you've probably seen the tracts whether they're chick tracts or whether there's some other born again christian protestant tract out there that has the god up up on the top and people down on the bottom and there's this big gap and then that gap is bridged by the cross and we cross over that we walk over the cross through our faith in christ in order to get to heaven It's not entirely inaccurate, but it is simplistic. We do not draw ourselves upward. God draws us to him. Neither do we draw God down to us. God sends forth his spirit. Send forth thy spirit, and they shall be created. Thou shalt renew the face of the earth. That's the prayer to the Holy Ghost. Without Mary without the Blessed Mother one of those motions is absent actually without her both of the motions are absent because you need her in order for God to descend to the earth and incarnate but there is a dual motion that takes place when Christ comes into the world and throughout his ministry here on earth and we've hinted at this already when we talked about how the Blessed Mother vanishes after Cana and only comes back for the crucifixion. In Scripture, we have that she decreases, he increases. The same with John the Baptist. He decreases, Christ increases. There is a, for every movement that takes place from heaven, there's a human movement that accompanies it in order to meet God as God comes to meet us. As the prodigal son walks back to his father's house his father drops everything and runs to him we do the same thing when we go to confession and the this dual motion that's taking place throughout the story of salvation is represented in the two coronations that take place in the mysteries of the rosary the coronation of christ is a coronation of humiliation of him who is by his nature exalted the coronation of the blessed virgin mary in heaven is an exaltation of she who by her nature is humble my soul doth magnify the lord and my spirit hath rejoiced in god my savior for he that is mighty hath done great things Holy is his name. She herself and her humility is an example of the human exaltation and glorification of Almighty God. And because he is glorified in her living, and she is not glorified by her living, she does not exalt herself, he rewards her by exalting her who is humble. For he hath exalted the humble and put down the mighty from their seats. He hath fed the. I think it's uh, he, has, he hath fed the poor and sent the uh, rich empty away. This contrast appears in the Magnificat, and that contrast is is captured on the cross too. Christ's humiliation to incarnate on earth, not just as a man but as a Jew. That humiliation is an absolute necessity for our salvation he must become this base stuff that we are in order to in order to save us saint athanasius says that which is not assumed is not saved in other words christ takes on a fully human nature he who is part of the trinity he who is part of this of this godhead this uh, inf- ineffable Godhead becomes something completely comprehensible, something that is transcendent, someone who is transcendent, excuse me, becomes someone who is imminent. And this great paradox is at the core of most Christian mysticism, in fact. And at the same time as he humiliates himself to be man, and ultimately to become wounded man, not wounded with sin, but taking on his body, those wounds which we inflict on our souls by sin, so too he exalts this humble mother that he has chosen for himself. Cleansed as she is in the beginning from original sin, nevertheless, humble and human, and subject to those physical frailties that afflict all humans. And subject to the struggles of this life, the suffering that she endured. uh, First of all, being found found pregnant, there's a great fear inevitably that would accompany that because she was betrothed to Joseph. If Joseph was a less righteous man, not that God would permit such a thing, but if Joseph were a less righteous man, there would be great reason to fear. Mary's faith was complete, so she did not fear. She did not doubt God. But nevertheless, she was placed in a situation where the temptation for fear must inevitably have come. And she triumphed over that temptation. She triumphs over all temptations. Triumphs over all all evil in her own personal life. The flight into Egypt. The hardships endured there. Her entire life is a life, really, of sorrow. Even at the wedding feast of Cana, it doesn't bother her, of course. But when Jesus reacts the way that he does, woman, what is that to me and thee? My hour is not yet come. My time has not yet come. Well, I know numerous Christians, even Catholics, who read that passage in scripture and think of that as a rebuke. And indeed, everyone around them must have perceived it as such as well, or may have perceived it as such. But a humiliation for the Blessed Mother in that way. Not that Christ actually humiliated his mother. He obviously didn't. He wouldn't. It's in his nature not to. But she, not being prideful, would not have been affected by it even if he had. And so her humility is exalted in her coronation in heaven. She takes on a heavenly crown and A sovereign crown too if you see the way that the crown is portrayed and her coronation and her crowning in heaven is understood in the early church when we look at the iconography she is clearly seen as a Dowager Empress she's seen as the equivalent of the Dowager Empress of Byzantium after the fall of Rome or even during Rome such women were sovereign they had power they were not Uh, They were not merely, uh, what she wore was the imperial diadem. It was not merely a tiara. In other words, it wasn't a crown just of honor, but a crown of of power. And her intercession with her son is permanent. His crown, on the other hand, is a crown of humiliation. It is the kind of crown that men give. Her crown is the kind of crown that God gives. That's in John, isn't it? He shall make, that gives him the power to become the sons of God, even them that believe on his name. The sons of God, the son of a king, has authority. He has power. The power to become the sons of God. That's the expression that comes, that's in St. John's Gospel. Which means that the saints have this power. And that means, inevitably, the Blessed Mother, too, would have that power power. He shall be as gods. Christ surrenders that power. He surrenders that authority and takes on humiliation at the hands of fallen men so that he may be a more perfect sacrifice. And this crown, the wounds of this crown, he takes with him into heaven. And so Christ Elevates our wounded humanity in his ascension and his sitting at the right hand of God the Father. The Blessed Mother ascends perfected humanity. Not humanity that was perfect from the start, which is what Christ has, but perfected humanity. Because she lived a life of humanity without the accompanying divinity. And she sits at the right hand of her son in heaven. And so there's a, there is a there is a bringing up an ascension and a sitting at the right hand. There's an assumption in her case and a sitting at the right hand. There's an ascension in Christ's case and a sitting at the right hand. And it is through that that the breath of life, when Christ ascends, he breathes life into his body, into the church. Send forth thy spirit and they shall be created. The Blessed Mother has a superabundance of life from the overshadowing of the Holy Ghost when she conceives the Son of God. And she is taken up into heaven as, as Christ is And this complete humanity, man and woman, not married, for in heaven they are not married or given in marriage, but man and woman, a complete humanity, sits now at the throne of God in the highest place of honor in the heavenly kingdom, in the kingdom of God. And it is through that complete humanity taken up by Christ honored, in the, honored by him and the Blessed Mother that we hope to attain our own salvation we can know beyond the shadow of a doubt that humanity the stuff of which we are is seated in exaltation in heaven And that gives us a goal to strive for. We too can win crowns by imitating she who won the first great crown. And we too can be given power, the power of the communion of saints, as the queen of heaven is given power. Not the same power, but power given from the same source. I know that's a little bit more doctrinal than usual, but I hope that it imbues us with hope, it should imbue us with hope, that no matter how wounded our humanity, there's no humanity so exalted that we cannot humble it and therefore gain the exaltation that God bestows on us the opportunity is always there for us to have the power to become the sons of God by believing on his name and living because that's what the Blessed Mother did she lived she could have benefited greatly in Galilee or in Judea or elsewhere by claiming the authority on earth that was her right as the mother of the Son of God, but she didn't. And so the perfection that she represents of accepting suffering and humbling herself before all of mankind leads to her exaltation. And it should be our prayer that we may in some small way humble ourselves so that we may in some small way share in that exaltation in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The moon is the symbol of Our Lady. The moon is for those in darkness, and I think in a special way for sinners, so that if we but look to her, who is the moon and derives all light from the sun, they would never fall into an abyss. Now this is the rosary.